Hi, I'm Matt Lee. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod, Pod Yourself, Yourself the wire. wire. A The Wire podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Wire and, and talk about, about it. it. How you doing, Vince? Oh, I'm so good. How are you? Oh, I'm just great. Everything's good. You know why I feel good today? Because you got your no snitching shirt on? I got my no snitching anytime shirt on. And this is not merch that we offer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It sounded like we were gearing up to do like a, a merch plug. Think, it's not. I just that found did it. start in Baltimore though, right? Isn't that... It did. Yeah. There was a yeah. whole like uh, stop snitching, like uh, mixtape and stuff like that. At mm. some point in this podcast, we'll like get into that like history um or any history did. i feel like we did at some point no we we at I think we some already point did it. it's we done we don't need said to do it. we were gonna okay then we did it and yeah, we're we did so it. excited about you guys it should check uh, that out yeah but before you do that make sure to give us five stars and a review on the apple uh podcast uh app and make sure to subscribe to our youtube channel we're fucking youtube.com slash broadcast or something hey, I don't know. i'm Search- streaming over here oh hey you want to see my fucking face well now you can and my fucking shirt Gobble-go-. all right i'm just i'm trying to have a lot of energy you know what i mean yeah 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 people like energy sure do yeah okay so today we're gonna be talking about from season four of The Wire, episode seven, Unto Others. And our guest today, he is a 15-time returning champion or something of Pod Yourself, The Wire, and A Gun. And you know mm. him from the uh, wonderful podcast of Distractables. Is that the Distraction Podcast? <laughs> Distractables. It's David. Ross. Yeah, I'm in the Distractables with the new one's got Megan Fox in it. Yeah, Jason Statham. All the old podcast heads yep. are getting back yeah, together for that. We had one. our guest this week was a 61 year old Jet Li. Yeah, yeah. He looks great. He does he look great. We're getting the whole pod gang back together, <laughs> back together. for one last score. I said I wouldn't do no more slurs. <laughs> I have to do one last slur. One They'll last cancel me when I'm voice. dead. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea you had so much. What's it? The, the disposables? What's the name of the the actual movie? Expendables. Expendables. Yes. Expendables. Yeah. You have a lot of material on deck for that one. Yeah, we did not oh, rehearse that. Yeah, that just kind of came out of us naturally. Yeah, Felt good. Yeah, but David, so glad to have you back to talk about the wire. Thanks for having me back to talk about The Wire. I was pleased before I came on to hear that you can still say Gabagool on this podcast. Yeah, mm. you can. No, it's yeah, no, right. it has not it's been allowed. canceled. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. it's still pol- allowed. Um, the, 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 the woke police have not, you know, arrested us, you know, so yeah. we're, we're, you can still say Gabagool or whatever Italian-American slur a, you want to say. It's a safe space, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it is a, a safe space. This is how we show our disapproval with Hamas is by <laughs> discussing <laughs> pork products. Cured yeah, pork anything, products. yeah, anything cured or even smoked, they hate that. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Um, so let's ask you a few questions always uh, right sure. before, you know, up top. Uh, David, do you condemn Hamas? Sure. Great. I appreciate that. Just to get on the record before we start talking about episode seven of season four of The Wire. 
It's a pretty Hamas heavy episode. Yeah, it is. It's like, and so I'm, that's why I'm glad. That's why I insisted on being a part of this one because I'm going to roundly condemn. Oh, good. All of the, I so today I worked all day long, which is not usually true. I did a lot hmm. of different stuff, and part of the reason I did that was so I wouldn't have to find out about all the fucking stupid, awful shit that's happening in the world. I decided I'd give myself a little break and I would just think about the Orioles and hmm. a story that I'm working on for next week instead. And it didn't work. I still got yeah. uh, I still found out about like three extremely 2002 things that made mm-hmm. me want to turn my body inside out and die. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It was redundant, but sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, well, one then the other. Yeah. Uh, right. But then first you, you want the pain of being turned completely inside right. out. And, and then, then I just want to switch off forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boop. Sorry, TV this is a weird no energy more. to bring to the start of the podcast. Yeah, so I'm no, this is, certainly. This is, how we, this is what we bring. Yeah. This is anyway. the energy that I've been bringing to like everything. I brought I brought this to to nap time with my daughter, just like bouncing <laughs> her and just being like, "Hush, little baby, don't say a word. What are we gonna do about Hamas and stuff?" Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Should we get into a forever war? Yeah, but yeah. the point is, is uh, it's like been yeah that's why we do this podcast man because this is the distractables we're here we're out here we're distracting each other yes we're doing we're we're doing we're doing slurs in one last ditch (laughs) campaign to save humanity we're (laughs) distracting back and forth forever yes that's beautiful what a beautiful image that's wonderful (laughs) um uh another question about the wire do you uh did um what's your favorite <laughs> who's your favorite student on the season four? Then? So who's your favorite guy. I knew that this was gonna. I mean, obviously, like I remember what season is what. Not to brag. Uh, also, I did look the up wire. the episode description on the you know the wire wiki. Yeah, that's uh, a good wiki. But I was very excited to see all of the kids again, even though yeah. I I did just watch this episode out of you know like so I hadn't seen any of these for. 15 or 17 years or whenever it was on. Right. I mean, I love them all. I love yeah. Randy Wagstaff's energy. I wish oh, I could protect great. Dookie forever, but like they're all, uh, I think this is like for, and I guess I'm getting ahead of myself. I think this is like one of the best seasons of television that's ever been made. And Completely I agree. think, and I don't think that I've ever seen anything involving kids like this on TV. That was like anywhere in the same universe of yeah. like, uh, like empathy moving and or execution and, yeah, or anything. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just great. Yeah. So I guess my answer is I love all the kids. I just love kids. Uh, I think they're he great. Loves kids. You heard it here first. No, we don't. But you're saying it in a way that makes no, it sound I didn't. weird. I Matt. said it the way you said it. He loves kids, you. and that's the thing. I completely agree with you. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, have you ever seen any other TV show or movie in which you were like as impressed with child actors? No, absolutely I mean, not. Not even close. I don't think there's anything that's given the material that's rough, you know, anywhere near as good. Like there's so much kind of, it's either like they have to be like precocious and they're like, so that happened, but they're like five. So it's crazy right. that they like would say something that soy. <sighs> and then there's also the other thing is like, you know, I guess like the last of us, you know, people said had a great child performance. I've not watched it, but that it's like just taking a child actor and putting them in some sort of like terrible trauma situation and then you're right. kind of like wow would they she really She's seemed like upset 16 okay and all right british yeah. so i feel like it doesn't count yeah but they're british it doesn't really doesn't yeah. matter yeah they're not but yeah really this was people. i mean whatever there's a whole 
bunch of stuff in this season, like even by the wire standards of stuff that is like not ever on television, you know, hasn't yeah. been on television since in any meaningful or Sorry, half she's serious 20. way. I just wanted to. Oh, check really? That fact. Yeah, she's 20. she's 20. She's not really like a kid. That's why Love she's good to at see acting. that still happening. That's great. The Luke. I'm the, happy about even though that, Luke I Perry think... is gone. We're still casting 31 year olds as 17. year olds. I, uh, give me good that over four. actual kids any day. Yeah. yeah, I would say that the, the season four of The Wire stands is like the exception that proves the rule where I'm like every time kids on screen acting, I'm like worst thing I've ever seen. Yep. And feels abusive. And then there's this where I'm like, they all seem like, uh, they're all just fantastic actors. Yeah. And, uh, I, I think we, you know, they nailed it with this one. Every other one should be played by uh, a motion capture guy. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they feel like if you turned the cameras off, they would have something to do besides acting. And I think yes, that's like yes, one of the yes. keys to a good, any actor, but definitely child actor. No, that's a good point. Cause there's like that. I think it's harder, you know, there's adults that still have that kind of like theater kid yes. energy that like, and it makes people, yeah. even people that are good actors, Anne Hathaway is a wonderful actor. She has that theater kid energy and people hate her for it. And it's not yeah. necessarily like her fault. I think she's been doing that shit her whole life and probably doesn't yeah. know any other way to be. Yeah. Whereas like yeah. with these guys. I love her and I will defend her with my life. But I think uh, when you say that, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda, I think, oh, God. Yeah, I think Josh Gad, yeah. uh, oh, God. you know, there's a handful. Yep. People that definitely seem like in real life, like that they would start singing for no reason at different <laughs> right. times. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that like, that's one of the worst types song. of person that you could be around, in my estimation. But Have yeah, you ever been around someone who just broke out in a song in like a hot tub? No, that sounds amazing, though. Is that a common L.A. That thing? Is, is that... That, that is a very specific thing that happened to me and my friend and his girlfriend at the time. Uh, they, they hadn't been dating for that long. And she just started singing in the hot tub in Tahoe. Um, and it was like earnestly. one of those. Earnestly. And it was like one of those things where I um, I was just like, oh, this isn't going to last. There's yeah. no fucking way it can last. The closest because, I've come to that in New York is like secondhand experiences of people going to do karaoke oh, okay. and like going on sort of like like going in the parts of the city where like you don't know where you're going to run mm. into a Broadway person that wants to just like work yeah. through their shit. You stumble yeah. into a, a hive bar. of them. Right. And so you can go there being like, I'm going to have like six drinks and then I'm going to do wheel in the sky by journey. And then I'm going to go home. But like if somebody gets up in front of you and they just want to sing all of the songs in the little mermaid musical or whatever, <laughs> and they do it like you can't make them stop. Like they reserve those songs, they're just gonna get up there and, and do their thing. I've not had it's that experience, crime. but yeah, it happens. It happens it, all the time, and no one talks about it because no one talks of, about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, wokeism and stuff. Yeah, wokeism yeah. and just uh, an internet censorship. Yeah, right. But they like, don't want to because the mob. Exactly, and we all know the truth of it is, is that they're fr afraid to say the words Islamic terror. And, yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sick of it. And we I'm, should put I'm, all the theater kids in like some sort of open air prison. No boy, <laughs> <laughs> the theater kids. <laughs> well, this is just not to a keep podcast. an eye on them. <laughs> yeah, they don't have just to. I mean, check in. yeah, like they're actually probably as safe there as they would be in a karaoke setting. That's anywhere right. Anywhere else, we're trying yeah. to save them from themselves. Exactly, yeah. exactly. They have the right to self determination. I didn't know you were a big Anne Hathaway space. guy, Vince. I think that's cool. <sighs> I think it's because she's pretty. 
It's because yeah. she's pretty. No, I was going to say. She's a dreamboat. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that's not true. There's a movie where she's got the boobies out. Yeah. Yeah. You seem like you're lost in a reverie here. Are you thinking about <laughs> this them? This is not a podcast about boobies. <laughs> No, he, he's, no, th- this he's is, thinking about him though. I, think. I can't help it. This is a podcast um, about fucking who cares, and we cannot start the podcast without first playing the theme song. When you Pod. Pod. Boobies, 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 Gold children. Season four. Titty, 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 titty. Were you tra- you trying to do double uh, subliminal messaging there? I yeah. think you're not allowed to do that. There's only I'm one. I'm allowed to do whatever I you want. You can do it. On YouTube, I think terms of service-wise, you can do. You can say mm. boobies. You can say them. <laughs> you're just not allowed to show... I think if it's ed- if it's educational, you can yeah. actually do full nudity. I saw someone shave their asshole for, but for science. Yeah, it was like a how to <laughs> shave your asshole video, oh, and really... I was like, and I, I was like, can you Joe do- send on YouTube? That? Didn't yeah. Joe send us that? That was good. I could see I could see Joe being the guy who sent it. Yeah, um, this is something that I don't have in my life. I don't know if it's because I'm older than you guys, or if it's you don't just have a that Joe. I have different friends. I don't have the one friend that like. And so many of my more online friends do have the one buddy that just will like send them a picture of like a toilet with a huge amount of shit in it or something. <laughs> yeah. And like I'm, I'm not complaining. Like you don't. No yeah. one needs to start doing that. No, it's I think just weird that. <laughs> no, you need one group chat terrorist. I, I love that you're out here trying to make that weirdo friend who sends <laughs> right. you the poop shots. So if any of you guys like have lots of poop pics or just know where they are, is there like an app to, for meeting a friend who's just a fucking wild car? <laughs> like, <laughs> It's funny, it's like, really I have friends that are that friend for other people, but I think, yeah. and this is, I don't know if it's just the fact that I seem too high minded. Uh, yeah, to put do, together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah your glasses, like, your, your eyeglass frames are too thick. You need yeah, to, uh, they're like, this guy's probably reading a book. He doesn't yeah. need to see a picture. Yeah, like, of, like, I don't want to bother him. He's deep in contemplative thought. I don't want <laughs> I don't, he doesn't need to know about the old man dude. that keeps sending his penis to like Lexi Bell on Instagram. <laughs> No, yeah, no, let's just leave David alone. I'll yeah. I'll look at your shit. I'll look at it. <laughs> um but yeah, uh yeah, no, uh ladies and gentlemen, everyone else today we're talking about once again season four, episode seven of The Wire, Unto Others. Um Vince, break us off a little piece of that synopsis. All right, Mr. Presbo finally figures out how to reach these kids. Bunk calls in a favor to Omar that pisses off his buddies. Kima solves her first case. Daniels catches the eye of Carcetti, and Omar pulls a Gaddafi on some poor son of a bitch in prison. Oh, or man. jail, rather. Yeah, jail. Please, holding. Um, well, so that's what happened, but uh, Vince, mm. uh, what happened at the time that this episode uh, yeah. came uh, out? Mm-hmm. I think what you're trying to say, Matt, is, you know, we can't evaluate art, divorce no. from its cultural context. No. I yep. wasn't trying to say that. I think that's what we were trying to say. All right. Um, therefore, we have to put some of that context back in, and we do that with a little something that we like to call the back in the day machine. It's a bad time for newspapers. The news titties, hole titties, is shrinking titties, titties, titties. as advertising dollars continue to decline. There ain't no back in the day machine tells the tale, son. 
I'm sorry. That's right. We're going all the way back to October 29th, 2006. That's almost 17 years ago, I think. Yeah. Is that Very right? Close. I think my math. 16? 13. I'm not doing 17. the math. Who? 17. No, 17. Yeah. yeah. Six and three. I carried the one. Uh, some of the things that were happening. Um, Red Auerbach, famous Boston Celtics coach, played by mm-hmm. the guy from The Shield on Winning Time. He <laughs> just died of a heart attack, aged 89. Uh, R.I.P. Red. Yeah. Uh, Lula coach. just won his second term in Brazil with 67% of the vote. Okay, hell yeah. I never hear from that guy again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Still Um, the president. I assume everything just remained normal from that. uh, Everything Um, in the the interim was fine and good. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I have a couple twin articles. Uh, They seem seem like they're the opposite, but maybe they're part of the same phenomenon. This one is from The Telegraph, uh, UK. Housing prices have trebled in 10 years. Uh, Trebled? Trebled. That's British for tripled. Housing prices have nearly tripled since 1996, despite economists' repeated warnings that they would flatten. The cost of the average house has ballooned from 62,000 pounds to 179,000 pounds, an average annual increase of almost 11%. Damn, uh, that's a lot of pounds. So many pounds. They're called dollars. (laughs) Why do they have to do everything? (laughs) Well, it's a metric system. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Why do they have pounds if they use a metric system? Shouldn't it be grams? Yeah, it should be. Yard yards. That's not right. That what is wrong. stone? Do you guys know any British pounds. guy? Oh wow, that was fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cornwall was the county with the highest increase of two hundred and seventy-four percent. Carmarthenshire in Wales. Carmarthenshire. <laughs> Sorry, housing prices went up two hundred and seventy-four percent. Normal. Did they Super not normal. have any before? Yeah, yeah no, it's like, oh, yeah, we can't. built our first home. <laughs> it's got a door, it has. So. It's got a door and it's got a ceiling, but it's missing a wall. <laughs> All the mud you can carry is just over there in that bog. That's where well, we build the walls out of, yeah? Well, we got a tiny little oven you can make yourself a bread pie, yeah? Looking at the real estate listings like, are you having a laugh, mate? <laughs> you what, mate? You what? You what? Um, oh. And meanwhile, uh, in back in America, uh, this is from uh, Washington. Uh, new home prices fall by the largest amount in 35 years. Oh, that's interesting. Is this what a housing bust looks like? New home prices fell last month by the largest amount in 35 years, and owners are being warned to brace for further declines, especially in formerly hot markets. Hmm. After years of increases, some buyers say prices are still out of their range. They are for me, I'll tell yeah. you. This is 17 point something years after the fact. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Commerce Department reported that the median price for a new home sold in September was 217000 a decline of 9.7% from September 2005. <laughs> so, uh, Imagine you know, housing I'm prices sh- falling. I can't even... I don't even really difficult time with that one. In a year. Yeah. I, I don't... Uh, yeah, it seems like uh, not a thing because I've, ne- I've I've just never experienced it, and, and maybe it's because I've always lived in places where the housing was expensive. But man, it would be so sick if I wish the housing market would crash. Yeah, it would be pretty neat. Imagine being able to move to like a big weird house that's gonna fall apart as soon as the mortgage runs. But it's like yeah. it's like kind of far from a city. But then the city yeah. is like Cincinnati or like Atlanta or something. Mm. Be so yeah. sick. Yeah. 
I, I'm down. I'll do yeah. it at this so, point. I just want it's a golf simulator in, a, in the basement, but it like uh, doesn't God, always work. I wish work. I had a basement to put a yeah. golf simulator I I, in. I wish I had that too. We don't or have one of those here. like uh, VR headsets with the the um, the treadmill that's 360 mm. and a mm-hmm. gun. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what you can just shoot people so I out can on shoot your run? aliens and <laughs> stuff. You can be in Doom. Yeah, so you can Matt, be in Doom. You're like the exercise version of one of these kids on the wire, where they're just like, what man, if we could just trick him into believing that he's not doing something healthy, <laughs> we can. <could, laughs> I know. I know. And the thing is, is like, oh, dude, you actually bring up a great point. Tell that to Francesca and then maybe she'll buy me a ticket to go to one of those places that has the 360 treadmill. Because I really <laughs> want to do it. It looks like fun. Yeah, I've never seen it. Um, but then at night, it would turn to like a 360 fuck place. Yeah, mm. hell yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Putting, the go- putting the goggles on yeah. oh. like for that reason. I see know. Bo- see boobs in them. Oh, yeah, that I like that. So sick. That's what I like to see. I don't want to yeah. share the goggles. Though. No, no, no. They're <laughs> mine's. All right. Uh, next story. Mm-hmm. Secret cabinet memo admits Iraq is fueling UK terror. Oh, man. We're back to Europe. Yeah, or right. as Snoop yeah. calls it. Yeah. Europe. <laughs> uh, a classified paper written by senior Downing Street officials says that everything Britain does overseas for the next decade must have the ultimate aim of reducing terror activity, especially in or directed against the UK. That's uh, good. Yeah. Uh, it's very important. Yeah, you know, they're saying that the publicly they're saying the stuff they do in Iraq uh, is super cool, but privately they're telling each other like, hey, all the stuff that we do over there, it's uh, it's bad. It's coming not out. working. It's not working. Yeah. It's, it's going badly for us. Yeah. Thank uh, God we learned this lesson. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple. OK, so you, for the, my last story, you guys can choose between uh, Roseanne's comeback and uh, the tattoo taboo. In the new NYPD rule book. Oh. NYPD I, rule book. I'm yeah. interested because in yeah. I don't know. I know there are rules for the police, but those I thought were just like uh, the law. Mm. Like those are the rules. Mm-hmm. Like don't break the law. I mean, they no, break it. It's more of the laws, company handbook. Suggestions. Sort of yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So was okay. this, I'm trying to think if I remember this. Was this like as late as 2006 that they were like, all right, you're allowed to have like visible tattoos now? Okay, sounds like you guys want to hear that one. Uh, oh, yeah. That one's from the New York Post. Uh, it's a police cover-up. NYPD Brass is commanding new recruits to keep tattoos concealed mm. in a department-wide directive that likens rookie skin art to smut at the workplace. Uh, you guys are never going to believe why this happened, but it's gonna. we're going to get to it at the end, right. very end of the article. Uh, uh. Members... Of the service who are hired on or after July or January first, two thousand seven, must cover any visible tattoos by either regulation uniform, proper business attire, or a neutral colored skin covering, such as a sport wrap or bandage. Reads the memo mm. issued on Thursday. The new order obtained by the Post purports to be an effort to promote uniformity in the appearance of members and to avoid a hostile or a discriminatory work environment through the introduction of offensive material. Such offensive material is defined as tattoos. It's a Hindu symbol. <laughs> it's a Hindu symbol. That means kill all the Jews. Graffiti or nudie pinups. Uh, a senior police official said there was no single incident that contributed to the rule. <laughs> But, mm-hmm. but he, 
Theoretically, this is all blue sky ideation within the Department of Police in New York City. Yeah. Of which I come from. Of, of you which can tell from, by my accent. From which I have at this time been. From uh, from whence I came. <laughs> but he did suggest that last year's uproar regarding a recruit's tattoo, which read jihad, was the type of incident police hope to avoid. Mm. It's like, no, nah, that's my son's name. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, I well, was wondering fun. what would actually, because it's like. That's like the one thing that cops would actually get mad right. about seeing tattooed on somebody. Like, yeah, if there was yeah, like yeah. a photorealistic version of like Derek Jeter, but like he was doing something embarrassing, that would, I guess, also qualify. It's like spilling Derek soup Jeter, on himself. Photorealistic, but just if you making just look out close, with Osama you bin can Laden. see yeah. the herpes simplex one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and yeah. you're just like, <laughs> you got a cold sore? Somebody's gonna be like, put a fucking sport wrap on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't you tattoo uh, some fucking cream for that cold sore? <laughs> See if the guy could turn it into a rod. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that's been the uh, back in the day machine. Okay, so I think we are pretty well contextualized, yeah, so and contextualized. we know what was happening. There's jihad um, tattoos. Roseanne made a comeback, which you didn't hear about, and uh, it, I can. That was prices she came back to prominence. Yeah, yeah, oh, for yeah, a bit there. I remember that. I don't remember her coming back, but no. I do remember her being like, I don't remember also when she started going, oh, yeah, cool, cool. Um, but okay, so that's what was going on. Uh, so today's Bomber B story, I'm going to play a little bit for you. Of course, hmm. you can listen to the full version of it at the end of the episode, but it is based on the wonderful Kima Gregg's arc in which she solves the state's witness murder. And since it is so close to Halloween, I chose this song. Imagining this like shaking the walls in your little VR headset and Francesca yelling at you to stop waking the baby up. What are you up. doing on that treadmill? You're like, <laughs> digging through I'm the digging I'm fucking in my dragula. I'll be out in a minute. It kind of sounds like stray bullet when I say it weird. <laughs> oh God. That was, I, uh, that was a really tortured one to come up with. It took me a while. And then I was like, Oh, dragula will work fine. <laughs> You can listen to the full version of that at the end of the episode. Okay, so let's talk about it. This episode, um, it's great. A lot of things happening. We got uh, Kima solving the case. We got uh, Naaman being a bitch. We got Bubbles just making me sad. Mm. Uh, Cuddy apologizing for fucking everyone's mom. Uh, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. And, of course, uh, Omar and uh, Bunk having wonderful scenes. Vince, what did you think of this episode? I mean, great episode. This is obviously like uh, sort of... Of a 
it's a it's a nice episode about Presbo trying to reach these kids and mm. random coincidences leading to pleasant surprises. Um, mm. And you know, because it's the wire, you realize that um, they're really greasing up your hole for some oh, bleakness wow. and some uh, crushing uh, institutional. Uh, malaise crushing yeah. the common man but yeah, you know a lot, of, a lot of systemic failure in the offing but not yet yeah but yeah. even uh you know every once in a while good things can happen uh, they're not going to last but uh, it's important to enjoy enjoy the, them while they last the and that's moments. there's a life lesson in that I think. exactly uh david what do you think of this episode it's good I mean, it's like a, it feels, as Vince right. said, yep, Moving so on. that's all. No, I mean, it's like Vince said, it's like a, it feels like a bridge episode to like mm-hmm. the whatever denouement, however you say yeah. that, of the yeah, whatever den- is coming. Denouement. But denouement. Denouement. I'm doing so many European voices and this. We haven't yeah. even hit 30 minutes yet. I did uh, my Ricky Gervais and then I did, that was, yeah. uh, I don't know. British. Depardieu. Um, but mm-hmm. there's, I don't know, like it, I think that. It was a nice reminder too of like how many different ingredients it takes to make a good episode of The Wire. That there's like sure. just the right amount of uh, Herc seasoning in this. Yes, yes. Oh. you know, a little salt bay over the top, just where you need it. Uh, just... Yes, and yeah, like there's it. It has all the stuff, and it doesn't have uh, McNulty doing stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. This is a completely McNulty free episode. One hundred percent McNulty free. Yeah. So if you have any yeah. allergies and you haven't been able to enjoy the wire, this is an episode. Yeah, you're safe. I love that uh, Irish rascal, but um, you know I didn't miss him this episode. I yeah. gotta say, no, you don't really miss miss him much this season uh, because it's uh, somehow miraculously did a pivot in this season in which it figured out how to still be the same show without a central component of it, which is kind of uh, like impossible. Well, and I mean, unheard of he's, for most TV shows. he's kind of that friend who's useless to you and unless he's a disaster and a danger to himself. Sure. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, he comes around now when he's right. not uh, like a drunken womanizing disaster, and you're like, this guy's guy's guy's, guy's kind of boring. I don't know. Right. It's like I wouldn't. Right I wouldn't want a text from Joe Sinclitico if he didn't send pictures of like a, an insanely full toilet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's like I I I need my wild card friend to stay wild card, and as soon as he settles down. What's yeah. the point? Now he's just sending you like hope you're well texts. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. Or totally like memes with praying night. hands, pray yeah. for peace. Yeah, no, like, we will no. not okay. catch up, EOD. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, I will not ping you. <laughs> um yeah, I I I love this episode too. It's very much uh, a bridge episode. It is also you talked about Herc being a little bit of seasoning. This is probably the most seasoned episode I have seen. There's so many interweaving storylines mm. in this episode that like when and it I, all feel like they give you sort of a full arc in a sense of 100% uh, closure of some kind maybe yes. not, you know but you feel satisfied at the there's end of a all lot of, of there's a lot of stuff in uh previous episodes of the wire where they kind of like um you see these like little unfinished things it's two scenes where you know yeah, Bodie's hanging out and completely uh, not useful up until like maybe a few episodes later. And that's totally fine. Um, I don't mind when they do that because it's more like a novel than a TV show. But this one really did feel like every single storyline was um, giving me something uh, unique 
and was building that bridge before my eyes and I was interested in every single one. So there's a lot too many notes in this episode where I was like, this is too much. I can't keep up with this. I can't make this many clips. Um, So, you know, yeah. It was it was great, but uh, let's let's see where do we want to start? Do we want to start with Omar? Yeah, let's being start with Omar. Jail? Omar okay. is in jail. He is. Uh, I had to clo- take a close up of the book. This only came on yes. my second watch. Right. Um, he is reading the book Ghetto Heat, which yeah. um, seems like the most publicity the book Ghetto Heat has ever uh, received. I right. just found a paperback copy on Amazon. There's a single paperback copy. Uh, for two hundred and thirty-six dollars, so I'm mm. guessing there were not like a ton of printings. So that's probably the copy that he used in the show. <laughs> I was thinking that yeah, exactly yeah, same right. thing. Like, like a galley, he just had a galley sitting on his desk. He's like, oh, I'll like, use this one. Was it like a self-published like sex it's a book? book? Of- A collection of thought-provoking poetry and prose that focuses on the inner-city voices of ghetto America, exploring everyday people experiencing trials and tribulation of life in the streets. Ghetto Mm -hmm. Heat takes its readers on an emotional roller coaster, revealing the joys, pains, economic pressures, and spiritual struggles many endure within urban communities. Mm. Can I ask, does it write uh, life in duh streets with a D-A? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. Z, actually. And a Z, mm-hmm. and does it y- does it put quotes around it? Y- indeed, yes, it does. Yeah. That's a good question, Something... Matt. I, th- I think that was good to get that on the record, because... Yeah. I just, no, I was just thinking about how, like, uh, the, like, black American accent is the only one that you can do phonetically, and it's okay, or you couldn't... <laughs> You couldn't really do that with anyone else who has like a an accent. You know, you couldn't write a bad racist Chinese accent out. You know, I just uh, I just it I feels strange to me. You can do it. You can. I mean, but you depends who, who it's coming not, from and how well right. you write it phonetically. It's you know. The reason just, I asked uh, about the sex thing is not because I've uh, been subliminally conditioned to think about boobies for the entire of this uh, entirety of this episode, but it was. I remember this period, and this is all just being on the subway, going to work, and noticing what people are reading as being right. like a heyday of self-published, mm. like black-themed, like like super explicit, like romancy or like adventure type books. Ooh. You kind of don't see them anymore. Uh, like from my experience, yeah, like no. it's just those have been replaced by phones, uh, as has every other book that you would see somebody reading. Um, right. on the train I for the most that. part yeah so fun because you can like, play games on there but this was a, I, well, <laughs> a, a go ahead <laughs> no i meant like uh i love the uh you know the the era you're describing of like people on the subway reading like uh you know, it's it's blacked, but a romance yeah, novel. I do remember, like in this period, this time period, like seeing the like urban romance section of Barnes yeah. and Noble or something, and it was you know just the cover art was magnificent. <laughs> just yeah. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> They're just talking about pogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pretty ass white. <laughs> uh, well, that, uh, that's that's yeah. I thought it was. Um, uh, you know, it looked just like a novel, but I, I looked well, it up as well. The only reason that I clocked it was because, uh, I mean, it's like a two second shot, but right. Omar, when he opens the book, he like makes a face like, oh, damn, this is good stuff right here. Yeah. Like, right. He, like it was a, it was a not so subtle endo- endorsement of the book, I thought. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's crazy that it was just him reading a poem. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have uh, a clip of the cold open in which, uh, he is getting prepared to, uh, be murdered 
in jail because yeah. that is the entire plan of Marlo and Marlo's people in order to get back at him for a Jack in the Card game. So here is a clip of that. Someone could use those income tax books. Yeah. Mm. I feel like that was kind of rude. Like phone books, I get, but. Yo, back the fuck up, motherfucker. You know, my man, he'll save my spot, yo. Mm. So we have more time together. Could be just a couple of babies. Yeah, there's a, a little bit of uh, some Zack Snyder Watchmen there. He, for you. Yeah, he, he could offied him. He could yep. offied him real good. I, I, I gotta say, that was, uh, you know, a poorly choreographed little fight sequence <laughs> yeah. and poorly shot. I'm sorry. Like, they did not, uh, they could have, like, you know, they could have given us sort of, uh, you know, move out of the way something that was sort of realistic and uh they did yeah. but then they they made it memorable by having him stab the guy up in the, the butt ass. Hole? In the butt is that hole. what happened he yeah, stabs him so. in the butthole yeah. i believe he did which stab i think the butthole meant that's not fun Stand that's right not gonna be fun i mean short no. of short okay. of like don't you die cutting a cock off or like blinding a guy like that is about the uh the worst thing that you can wish on can't a person you, can't i feel like you die if that happens i mean you'd probably you'd want to die you'd yeah because then the, you know the poop where's the poop go i don't know if that requires everywhere. like a temporary colostomy bags kind of situation or if it's Oof. a permanent one but yeah i've always wanted to know this is a colostomy bag a bag full of poop that you wear with you at all times yeah i believe it, it is, is yeah yeah i hate that i don't yeah, like that tough. i don't want that no i'll it's, do whatever i can yeah they got to reroute the doo-doo and it comes out like mm -hmm. a little a little side hole abdomen mm -hmm. yeah. so omar is uh he's going through it's a doo-doo detour all Sorry, right please um so you put some entertainment tonight host <laughs> stank on that line reading doo -doo detour. <laughs> wow and that's right juliana could be doing it <laughs> now, now it's local news <laughs> uh so yeah it's um Omar's trying to live, uh, and he is, uh, he's talking to Bunk and telling Bunk about, uh, this entire, this entire plot that has, uh, been hatched by some guy named Omar. It's interesting, up until this point, you still, uh, Omar's, um, sorry, someone named Marlo. Omar still doesn't know who the fuck Marlo is. Like, he has still not put together that it's the guy whose card game he robbed. Yeah. And, um... He took Which his is, eye. He got obsessed with uh, the Barksdale crew, just like the Major Crimes Unit, and he sort of um, forgot to yeah. see what was right in front of him. Marlo's got all the corners now. Yeah, pay attention. Yeah. He has no idea what's going on, and uh, you know he is. Um, he just knows that there's a, a bounty on his head. And uh, there's a great scene between, you know, any, anytime he's going to need get... a bounty for his ass. If, you know, all right, yes. man. You know, it's, like it's just quicker, picker, thicker. All right. You know, do you have another, can towel? you give me yeah. another look on the doo doo detour line reading real quick before we move on? <laughs> just give me just any yeah. other, just another little. Yeah. 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 Spin just on for it. editing it's sake. A, it's a doo doo detour. All right. All right. Good. Okay, good. I think we can go. All right. Cut. Um, <laughs> 
So yeah, uh, there's a great scene between uh, uh, Bunk and Omar, and uh, Bunk has actually ended up, uh, he ends up being convinced by Omar to, like, take his grievances seriously, where he's like, you know, I may have killed a lot of other people, but that means there's a murderer out there. Yeah. Who you're letting walk. You got to get in touch with Eileen Nathan, which is a great name. That sounds like the perfect name that, uh, you know, your mom tells you or someone that you got to like network with. It's someone, yeah. Yeah. it sounds like yeah. someone with an important job that you got to write yes. some sort of email uh, begging. Right. To. It's a yeah. real, just some, a name that reminds you of work. Yes, yeah. it does. It's you a don't very necessarily much a work want name. that, but. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. when corporate contacts you to let you know you're in trouble, and then you're, oh god, I gotta meet with Eileen Nathan. <laughs> She's about to tell me I can't take my dick out at work no more. <laughs> oh boy, she's always here trying to micromanage. Um, so yeah, uh, Omar uh, convinces Bunk, and then. You know, you talked earlier about um, kind of a uh, set of coincidences um, and uh, institutional negligence that leads to some pretty awful stuff. Well, uh, one of the things is is here. Um, because Omar wants Bunk to look into it, Bunk talks to Crutchfield and says, hey, maybe Omar didn't do this. And Crutchfield gets so mad that he does not uh, send a message to Bunk that he would have needed in order to get in touch with Randy, who uh, is doing some snitching right now. And um, I have that uh, entire sequence right here for us. Hey, Crutch, I'm just asking. No, that dick sucked candy you or what? Hey, Vernon, man, you ran a sheet on that old face, right? Yeah, he was an asshole, so what? So what? What's the history? Motherfucker, do we come behind your casework talking this kind of shit? Do we? Come on. No, fuck you, Bunk. Fuck you. Fuck you. A little longer than a few minutes later. <laughs> Looking for Detective Moreland? Carver. Western. Hmm. Got it. Hmm. Fuck the bunk. I like that he he took the time to write it down and then yeah. throw it away. Like yeah. for a guy who I had that in my notes too. <laughs> for a guy like you couldn't have just do. been like doing this gesture while the guy's talking <laughs> yeah, to you on yeah. the phone. You had to like actually <laughs> write it down and then throw it away. I know that's someone who really loves like a dramatic gesture, yep. even when no one's watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I'll do extra work, but only out of spite yep. against someone who made me do extra Fuck work. Bunk. Fuck this paper. Fuck yeah. this fuck this gel and not pen. just not just fuck bunk. Fuck the bunk. The bunk. And like he still gives him, you know, yeah. he's still using his, his name. deference yeah. of yeah. nickname. Yeah. Got yeah. the article. Fucking <laughs> fuck the bunk. Um and yeah, and uh, unfortunately, as funny as the scene that is, uh that's gonna be some pretty bad news later on. Yeah. Um, because uh Bunk, as you can tell by his interactions with Omar, actually does kind of give a shit about fairness and whether or not people uh, you know, are he, he understands that he has a responsibility as like an authority figure, um, no matter what he might feel about a specific situation. And I think Randy could have uh, benefited from him, yeah. but uh we will never know. Um so yeah, we get to see what's gonna happen later. Bunk. Talks we get to, to see why it was a bad idea. So Presbo came to Daniels, and Daniels took yes. it to Carver, and he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna give Carver a shot on this one." 
All right. Uh, and that was a bad move. Like that, yeah, we well, see why that was a bad move because yes. yeah. Kirk guilted Carver because you know into pretending and, that they were still buddies and on equal footing and right and and that leads us to the storyline with uh herc and marlo uh in the previous episode you see that uh herc tries this whole thing with like a uh, a bus at a train station and uh marlo dupes him but he still doesn't find out how or who is on him he still has no idea that it's herc and so prop joe gives marlo a suggestion why don't you steal that camera and uh you know place it in a bird's nest if you find some birds put up there and then uh eventually we realize they'll come look for it because city police are underfunded and poor or something and we didn't Herc. we didn't realize that uh herc was so dumb that he was gonna lose a camera twice in almost the exact same way it's a little bit of a little bit of fan service for the homies Mm -hmm. or people just like watching these episodes and they're like i love it i love everything that's happening here i just miss fuzzy dunlop and i miss the fuzzy dunlop (laughs) feeling that we had together in the previous seasons Yeah. All right. This season, we're getting rid of McNulty, but we're bringing back Fuzzy Dunlop. <laughs> and isn't beloved that character, Fuzzy Dunlop, <laughs> the tennis ball with a camera in it. Yeah. The one that bounces. Um, and yeah, so uh, Herc is freaking out. His camera is lost um, and he goes to Carver and Carver kind of. I mean, he bungles this Randy thing because he's like, uh, hey, Herc, I don't know what to tell you, but I'll do my best to help you get the camera back. Oh, I forgot. I have to take a phone call and talk to this. Uh, I got to talk to Bunk about this Randy kid. And then he's like, who's that? He's like, oh, you know, come and think of it. Maybe this could help you out. It's like, Carver, what the fuck are you? Unforced air. Mm-hmm. Unforced air. And then, of course, Herc has a great scene in which he's trying to get some dirt on Marlo through Randy. And just yells at a child. Yep. <laughs> a child eating Bojangles. <laughs> it was so, Popeyes. Come was it Popeyes? On. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but it was great. Yeah. And here it is. Then that Chris and Snoopy turned niggas into zombies for Marlo. But I know that ain't true. When you're dead, you're dead as all. Zombies, huh? You know what this is? This is bullshit. You're bullshitting me. No, sir. You were right there when this Lex fellow got dropped, weren't you? No. Yes, you were. You're an eyeball witness who could give me Snoop and Chris both. I told you. Look, kid, if you were there and can say so, we can do a lot for you. Maybe help you out with this problem you got at the school. I ain't got a problem no more. I'm good with that. Come on, you were there, right? Herc. Just say you were there! (laughs) (laughs) Masterful, sir. Yeah, you got This generation gets the Frank Pempleton it deserves. Really just... Working his magic in the box. Just say something that can help me out. Yeah, yeah. Come on, I'm very stupid. I can't do this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to get what I want without yelling at a child. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he can't help it, man. Like, he is, um, you know, it's so funny because he's got the biggest head I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a good size kind of it's like all, It's all skull. It's like a pomelo. There's not yep. a lot of <laughs> not a lot of the actual fruit in there and it's not very sweet. A mm. really good episode for this is a thing that I think before they abandon it entirely in season five, which, you know, we'll get to that. Um but like sure. the gradations of competence among the police officers in this show i think is like the widest and most carefully drawn in any show that i've seen that like homicide which i love dearly is another like you know classic baltimore show it's like 
some of them work harder than others and some of them are smarter than others. But they're all fundamentally kind of like pulling on the same rope, some more effectively than others. And in this case, it's like this is where I think the Carver Herc stuff I had in my notes is like especially good because this is this whole season is like Carver trying to like be a grown up. And he's like sort of wants to do the right thing, but he's like not very good at it and he can't like pay attention for that long or he like forget stuff or whatever. But that like a little bit of trying, like there's so many moments, I mean, not there's more of them coming and stuff Mm -hmm. where like if some cop does a better job. A just great deal one. of suffering is is just, prevented just from happening, one. Just and it's excruciating. One. You know, it just well, even in this showing... episode, this isn't the worst for that, but it's like, goddamn. Like, well, it's a nice parallel between uh, Bunk and Carver, which is like sometimes in order to ser- serve the community, you gotta fuck your bros a little bit. And I'm yep. sure, like, the first thing they drill drill into you is that you don't fuck your bros. And mm-hmm. Carver has not been able to quite unlearn that yeah. lesson yet. Whereas the Bunk. You know, or at least Omar mind fucks him into to doing it. It does right. it in again, like also like a really sort of artful way where it's like, because I, I think the I'm, I guess it was Matt that said that like Bunk does have some sort of like residual sense of personal responsibility, right? You know, yeah. like relative to Crutchfield or whatever, like any replacement level cop in there. But what makes Omar's case work is him being like, it's not you got to do the right thing. It's like somebody out there right. is getting away with some shit, which is like yeah. how you yeah. get yeah. these guys motivated. It's like they don't want yeah. someone getting over on them. They don't care what the fuck happens in Baltimore. That's There's a exactly lot of that right. in this episode, too. Like a lot of cops being like, yeah, you might look from bad. orbit. Like I'm the first police officer ever to say this. Like, <laughs> you know, and that's but it's interesting yeah. like to see the ways that they shade that because it's like this is not always a subtle show. And I think that the, that like sort of spectrum of cop is like actually pretty subtly done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of spectrum cops, uh, Presbo <laughs> is, no, I just, wow. <laughs> let's get a little snoop there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Took the damn doo doo detour. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, did I hear someone say doo doo detour? <laughs> <laughs> That's the magic phrase that pays. Uh, So now we have to take a break for ads. uh, Okay. Perhaps for a doo doo detour. Let's all let's all take a moment to appreciate the doo doo detour that we are all soon going to be going on in this life. All right. See you on the other side. Yeah. And also, let's take a break for ads. So stick around. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hey everyone, Matt Lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that I'm going to be playing until March 17th. Why March 17th, you ask? Well, (laughs) because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m. with my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, You helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline, and now I'm asking for you to... Do it again. That's right. If you're in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby, um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th, 7 p.m. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. Francesca's going to be there. Uh, someone else is going to open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're going to have a great time, and you can get your tickets 
right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area and, you, you know, you can tell them like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So, yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. Vince, you were saying something about Prezbolewski? Indeed. Indeed. He, I mean, that's like the bulk of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I just imagine that the... The kids are like the newest storyline, so I maybe just falsely imagine them as like the main one per sure. episode. But yeah, Presbo, he's uh, th- this is a very uh, dangerous minds ass uh, storyline. Um, he stands yeah. and delivers. He really figures out <laughs> how to get inside these kids' heads. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be somewhat buddy and you want to go somewhere, you got to wake up and pay attention. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> as, uh, back in the habit. Uh-huh. Uh, Sister Act Two. Okay, uh, this is so. A few things happen. Uh, Presbo discovers that the kids will maybe accidentally learn math if you relate it to gambling. Yeah. Um, and yo, then, what a bitch! This is L.A. math. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So he, he goes. I'm down really the, glad he didn't try to like rap English. I'm so glad they made him a math teacher because it was yeah, it was more palatable for him to do like gamble math mm-hmm. yeah i was then if okay he was with. like if you think about it a sonnet is just a rap <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> or whatever. exactly i think i would have fucking oh man oh that could have um, been bad so he goes down in the basement. They did leave this thread hanging. Like this, 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 mm-hmm. uh, most of this episode, it sort of completes most of its thoughts. But the one that we didn't is he, he goes down in the basement to look for dice and discovers a bunch of new textbooks. And mm-hmm. we never get the full story, uh, on like why they haven't brought those new textbooks out. But I was reading Alan Sepinwall's review and he had mm. uh, a little background on that which was uh, when I interviewed Simon and Ed Burns before the season, one of the things I was really hung up on was Prez finding the new books and computer untouched in the book room. I wasn't naive enough to think that that couldn't have happened during Ed's teaching days. I just assumed that there was a reason they kept the stuff down there, that they didn't trust the kids with nicer books, an expensive computer, etc. No, he told me, the administration just forgot they were there. The middle school he taught out taught at also had a locked up abandoned room full of tens of thousands of dollars worth of compute computer equipment. It was designed to use a specific type of software to communicate with schools around the world, but the system also had a firewall that prevented it from connecting with any computers outside the state. And only one other school in Maryland had compatible software. Oops. Ah, damn. 
You see, this is why I'm a big proponent of homeschooling and vouchers. Mm. You know, <laughs> I just I say number one, put Jesus back. And I mean, and I will the say parents, that this... give the parents the control that yeah, they give them you know. Choice. Yeah, they went no, to the parents... trouble eight, had the fucking kid. They right? had the, the kids. state didn't they have should... a kid. Yeah, this is state that didn't go through nine months of uh, having a baby so that yeah. you could just give it away to have it learn pronouns. Right. Um, it, it was funny. I had litter box learn, or whatever. Learn woke. Yeah. I had a friend from Australia visiting Trying me. To teach you about aliens. Uh, last ahead. last week, and uh, one of the things he mentioned was like how weird it is that in the U.S. Like people are jockeying to like get into to move to like specific neighborhoods because the schools are like better in that neighborhood. Like he's like, don't you what? Don't you guys just put all the money in one pot and then share it equally between <laughs> all the schools? I'm like, oh no, of course we don't no. do that. Well, what that you have to understand be... is how racist everyone <laughs> used to be. Yeah, we know now it's just that they don't know how otherwise to do it. But yeah, okay, you want to. So I got to start. Um... So in 1619, right. uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, no, yeah. Anytime anyone from any other developed nation. You can't nation, explain that to an Australian. He'd be like, that's not a racism. No, it's not racism. It's racism. <laughs> he just kicks a koala. <laughs> uh, there's only one heard... race, the human race. <laughs> Have you ever heard the sounds that koalas make? Yeah, well, the, I've only ever seen one video, and it was of two koalas screaming at each other. It's probably the tree. video that I saw, too. They're, it really fucks their whole brand up, because they're like, that's about as cute an animal as God made. And, but then they just talk to each other, and they're just like, ah! Like, that's the only sound they know but how they to make. They don't make, make it that? very often, because they sleep 22 hours yeah. a day or something like that, because the... The stuff that they eat in eucalyptus leaves is yeah. like a powerful sedative, so they're, they're just like sleeping all the time. But so it's basically like if you like shook your friend awake and he was just like, ah, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, and um, I, uh, but it is funny to me. Like, just I have a clip him, of that. him bringing that up. Like, <laughs> really made me think that it's crazy that uh, all this. This entire like subplot could basically be oh, solved wow. by just uh, I don't know, sharing the tax revenue equally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like no, it would be idea. nice. It would be yeah. nice, but then you wouldn't have people screaming like this. <laughs> it gets really crazy at the end here. Well, undignified. <laughs> and then a voice. Now his voice is hoarse. Okay. (laughs) Sorry, buddy. So sorry. Sorry I said you were undignified just because you're Sorry, but I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that, buddy. You got uh, you're having a rough day. You were in the tree, now you're not. I don't mean to make this worse. Um yeah, he got kicked out of his tree. Yeah, uh, he's got all those textbooks there, and I do remember they explain at some point in the episode, or in a uh, subsequent episode, that the reason they're not giving it to the kids is that they're going to ruin them or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, just based on kind of that logic, there is part of me that's like, well, what is the new edition of the textbook got? Anyway, it's like the math hasn't changed. You know what I mean? So yeah. part of me is just like. I mean, as far as I can tell from going to college, the entire like uh, textbook industry is like a racket anyways, yeah. where it's constantly updating and 
you know, constantly. It's I think it's one of the instances where like obviously it's good that they gave him math we've established instead of like history or English because he's not 100%. gonna like rap at them about something Thank important God. or literally rap at them. Period. Oh. You know, like yeah. to show that Shakespeare had bars or whatever. <laughs> but this is like, he did though. But this is he did for sure. That's yeah, that's very 100%. real. But like. And whatever, an outdated history textbook that like whatever ends after like before World War right. II or whatever. That's like a little more, you know, you yeah, would sort of notice that that's yeah, yeah. Whereas the math, I'm like, that's fine. But we do learn that, uh, or we don't learn, but we see Dookie in front of a computer and uh, it gives you a little bit of hope, you know, maybe Dookie will have some of his, uh, you know, he's a smart guy. We saw him uh, fix a little fan and you're like, uh, if this guy is good with electronics, maybe he'll be good with a computer and uh, certainly hope there's not a sad arc there. <laughs> probably certainly, not. Probably not. Everything is fine, dog. This is um, like, one of, it's yeah. honestly like kind of coming back to me now that like I've never watched a season of television that made me that i like thought about this much afterwards yeah. in terms of like just thinking about ways things could have been different that there's like i always the mm -hmm. one i always talked about is like Bodie's sort of last stand which is like sure. kind of he's like not one of the more sympathetic characters but the kid stuff fucked me up for the same reason that i kept like yeah thinking about all the missed opportunities right yeah yeah and all and all the different times and all the the different times and ways that uh the institutions around them fail these kids yeah. um and uh and it's great too because it doesn't um uh it doesn't pull any punches but it also doesn't single any one thing out right. it's not nobody is a hero really and nobody is a villain it's just like when an institution is rotten everyone is complicit so you're kind of like well i can't who has the emotional energy to hate everyone so yeah. instead it's like yeah miss donnelly is pretty bad i mean in this episode miss donnelly um gives a little update on tiff from the previous episode in which um tiffany is uh, accusing paul and monel of of raping her in a bathroom and randy is in trouble for being lookout even though he didn't know what was going on in there at least in, not in that sense and he, she tells Prez this episode, oh, uh, Tiff changed her story and now says it was consensual. And then they kind of move on. And I'm and like, like, oh, everything's cool then? All right. Yeah, yeah everything's fine. And, and you're just watching go like, uh, Randy's in the system now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Randy's in the system. So uh, really glad. Um, also, those guys were doing slut shaming. You know, you could yeah. address that. Right. That's true. That's true. Mrs. I mean, Donnelly just, is not equipped to. Dress yeah. slut shaming as a kid. She's. Yeah. I was very happy to be reminded of her. Like every season has like one Baltimore episode <laughs> ringer or ep ep like Baltimore accent ringer. Yeah, that like is clearly just somebody that like I don't know. Ed Burns walked by on the street and they were being like, <laughs> "No, don't go in there." And he's like, yeah. "You want to be on TV?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, like just talk I like that. Have you on? Like, you want to yeah, be a so, teacher? Yeah, I am a teacher. <laughs> oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The real, the real Jay Landsman uh, yep. in this show. Uh, the previous episode, he said the phrase "no, no, no, bode," and I was like, "Ah, oh, like yeah. whole body." <laughs> that shook. had to feel good coming off the bat when you're putting that down, <laughs> writing that into whatever your fucking screenwriting software is. Yeah. You're like, "No, no, no, bode." Hey, yeah. I also like. I just want to talk to the hairstylist that came up with Marsha Donnelly and Rhonda Perlman's uh, hairstyle. Because yeah. those God bless. are some civil servant 
ass hairstyles yeah, and those are both all. actresses so like that no yeah. you know that's not that i don't think that was what they're i don't think that was their walking around hair oh I think definitely that was not hair definitely not the idea but was- the the marcia donnelly uh, actress is a baltimore uh she is. real real person as yes. well but she's an actress she's an an actress. she was an actress before the show yes it's true um but yeah uh speaking of wonderful accents we get a little bit of uh a um we get some spider action in this episode mm. um and he's got a he's just got a perfect thick baltimore uh-huh. accent yeah and uh i i here's uh it's time for balmerisms baltimore accents say this phrase out loud earn earn and earn earn Aaron, earn and iron earn damn what the fuck you like that balmerism all right uh and yeah uh, so we get a little bit of spider because cuddy at this point is like what the fuck is going on what the fuck's going on with my my boy spider i thought he said he was all right spider it turns <laughs> out he's not all right spider and michael gives him a little hint by saying like why don't you ask his moms and uh so he kind of realizes something's going on so he finally finds him at his corner, and uh, he uh, he just has like a little chat with him. And you ain't come past my gym no more. I've been waiting on you for weeks now. Talk to me, son. You ain't my fucking father. What happened between me and your moms ain't got shit to do with you taking advantage of the gym. Now, man, I'm just saying you one of my best, boy. Hell, if I thought it was gonna hurt you, I Fuck wouldn't know. Ain't nobody gonna hurt me. Fuck you. So step up or step off, huh? I got customers backing up. I mean, that is a wonderful scene and a fantastic accent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just like stick to me. Yeah, it's nice to hear the word unk said with anger in a TV show. Yeah. You don't get that anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. You're not just gonna like find a, that in uh, SVU. No, they don't you're even not. know that people call each other unk. I don't think so, especially not with filled with hate. No, not in they need a way. special accents unit for this. Yeah, Honestly. that's right. Oh, yeah. They do. Yeah, he's just like swallowing syllables. Like he's glitching. <laughs> like that is like a <laughs> your like your internet connection has become unstable. Is what that action is. Like it's just a fucking Baltimorean robot dipped in water. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, Put that accent in rice overnight. <laughs> I just it's a it's a fucking it's a wonderful unique accent and Spider is great. He's uh he's great in that scene just like many of the actors uh who play kind of you know younger people on the show um they're not given given like a huge stretch most of the time but that um he communicated an entire emotional arc with his face yeah. there a lot of yes good. he did a lot of he way more seasoned actors cannot yes, pull that off. That's, yeah. uh, and i find that to be true of most of the kids on the show is that like there's it's one thing to be like uh you know able to say your lines and there's something about like most actors in general it's just like they'll say their lines but they, you know yeah but case he's... in point ed norris uh oh, who yeah, just yeah. sort of says stuff in this episode and it's kind yeah. of a shame they give him some really good lines and uh you know yeah. it's like he 
is thinking about why they sound good, but mm-hmm. not like the th- thoughts that his character would be going through in order to get to them. He's yep. just sort of like rattling them off and you're like, no, 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 slow down. Yeah, when he's yeah. just like, I love this city. Yeah. Hey, yeah. this city, I love this. Yeah. You're just like, okay, well, you know, it is he wasn't wild jail, so it's okay. How the high the baseline for either like actors that hadn't really worked very much or that were like Mm -hmm. completely non-professional actors, like for how good the kids are. And then like, I don't mind the non-professional adult actors in the show. There's always a lot. You always notice them sometimes more happily than others. The kids are all great. And the adults, it's like they kind of peek out around like Jay Landsman, which is like, he's not (laughs) acting very well, but he's like fun to watch and listen to. Yeah. Yes, well, there's. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Like, there's, there's like a spectrum of uh, acting professionalism in this show, and like, there's certain characters, like the Tony, ex mayor Tony, that uh, Carcetti's talking to at the oh, coffee yeah. shop. Like, yeah. he has this vibe of, oh, this is like an emeritus actor that we're giving, we're letting yeah. choose some scenery here. Like he has that vibe. And when I looked him up, I was like surprised that he didn't have more roles. I was expecting him to be like some sort of more of a theater veteran, but he right. has that vibe about him. And then Ed Norris, the uh, cop who's talking to Kima at the end of the episode, who's actually like a cop himself, also a DJ uh, an author and has been to prison. So he's got all of these experiences that you wow. think would add, the add up three. to like, okay, this guy, yeah, this guy seems, yeah, right. <laughs> but he seems like, he seems like a guy that has had the life experiences that would add up to making him be able to sort of act, even if he wasn't an actor. And I was like, no, not really. No, I think yeah. if you're good enough at acting, you can avoid prison, but he has the like, vibe. I didn't know I couldn't do But like, that. you just know it. Like you just know it from a vibe that like, this guy is famous from something other than acting. Like, even yeah. even sort of before he gets to the line, he just has like just the way they shoot him, the way that he uh, just the whole energy is like famous for something else. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I I don't know. I thought it was Ed Norris is like he's good. And I, I don't I don't mind the non-actor actors on it. Um, And the Carcetti's guy. It's funny you say he's not been in a lot of stuff because he's I he's been literally a subject of both of our rewatches. He mm-hmm. was also in the Sopranos where he said, uh, those were some tough Jews. Oh, that was him. <laughs> that was him. Wow. <laughs> Iconic yeah. role. That's yeah. amazing. I know he's wonderful. So it is, it is strange. He's like a maybe... Coppola, but not one of those Coppola. No. Not, is that right? Yeah. 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 Sam Coppola is his name. And I was very excited that I was like to discover a new Coppola, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. an unrelated couple. But there's, yeah. I, there's a, like, there's a certain amount of um, Baltimore. You can tell they're doing nods to Baltimore, even if you mm-hmm. don't get them some of the sure. times. Like yeah. sure. Ed Norris, he just has that vibe of like, I don't really know what the nod they're going for is because I'm not Baltimore enough to get it, but I can tell they're doing a nod here kind of. Yeah. Right. And I'm assuming that like the former mayor, young Tony or whatever his name is, is like, yeah. if you were watching it, you're like, oh yeah, that's like a classic, uh, like you remember yeah. like Garrity when he was yeah. mayor and like, night. Yeah. Like, I don't know who the mayor you can, oh, you can tell him. this was yeah. a session of uh david simon remembering some guys yeah um, for yes, sure yes. baltimore guys you know what weird uh spin on that is the mm-hmm. woman that plays miss mason you guys have probably been over this in a previous episode but i don't know do you know that that's the daughter of the former mayor of baltimore wait which one is miss mason the uh real pretty one that is like one oh. of the researchers that works yeah. uh with 
oh in the school yes so she that's Catherine schmoke is her name her dad was kurt oh, schmoke who is a mayor of baltimore okay, yes, in the yes. 90s oh man i i did not know that they Another, were related I, that's wonderful easter egg for uh, we did not Mayors, want that schmoke you, yeah, you don't no. want that smoke. No, I was hoping it was going to be the cheese face bitch. <laughs> no, um, that's that lady has. She's got a real rough go of it in this episode. She gets called a cheese <laughs> face does. bitch two different times by two, two different, different kids. Yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. you what like. What are look the at odds? That, <laughs> we, we just look at that actress and, and wonder like, what is it about her that makes everyone call her a cheese face yeah. bitch? I'm like, trying to put be... it together. I'm not sure about it, but I do have a clip of multiple <laughs> people calling her <laughs> a cheese face bitch. <laughs> Necessary to comb your hair in class. Fuck you, cheese face bitch. Chandra, I should tell you, you that. You ain't telling nobody nothing. <laughs> I don't even know nothing about the damn book. And you always getting on my ass and shit about some book. Fuck you, you cheese face bitch. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about calling someone a cheese face yep. bitch that is genuinely funny. Albert yeah. can swear so well. Like, oh, that kid's so got good. a future in swearing. He's yeah. got like a Samuel L. Jackson. There's a lot of uh, really precocious on. young cursors. Like, Kennard mm-hmm. is one of those guys where, like, oh, if he was yeah. a basketball prospect, people would be like, in the U12 scene, it's Kennard and it's everyone else. Yeah. Like, he's just really, <laughs> yeah. really a vile little yeah. foul mouthed. <laughs> jerk who hasn't even got he gets way worse as the series goes on like this isn't even the end for him but no no not even if you're an actor i I haven't worked in show business in this way if you're an actor and your agent is like i got a role that i think you're going to be really good for and then the role is to get called a cheese face bitch throughout (laughs) the episode like you feel good that your agent like identified the part for you right i've always wondered that like yeah yeah or those girls who's uh, this was a few episodes where ago where like their entire job was basically to get like be fat yeah to yeah. be ridiculed for like being laughed at for being big and it's like did they know did their like how did that whole conversation work yeah yeah it's hard to tell um and it's it does feel like uh I guess the hope is is just like well number one you get the money either way and number two you just hope that nobody get a power has HBO or yeah. the wire mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but uh, that's what every yeah. actor wants. It's like I'm just gonna do this part. No one's yeah. gonna fucking see it. Yeah, no one's gonna which see which it. Which is fine. So I'm not gonna get any on. shit from my friends yeah. about it. They're gonna start calling me a cheese face. Yeah, bitch. right. I don't know what makes her cheese face, and and mm. I, uh, you yeah, wonder, a lady. There's you multiple say that to people. Oh, she's I mean, hot. She's yeah. straight up hot. So I'm wondering where cheese is coming from. I understood when they called the little, the researcher guy, a Chuck E. Cheese looking ass motherfucker. Yeah. Cause he does look yeah. kind of like Chuck E. Cheese. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Should be playing He's a got rat, rat like. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it makes you wonder like if she's walking down, you know, if you're an actor, people are always like yelling the famous lines at mm-hmm. you. Like does she walk down yeah. the street and people are going, saying, fuck you cheese face bitch. Yeah. Or... She's like, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, hey, fuck me. The <laughs> cheese face yeah. bitch. Am, yeah, yeah. Mommy, <laughs> why are you calling you cheese face? It's You're from... going to detention. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I won't suspend you because it's a special class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Naimond in this episode is Awful. trying desperately to get um, uh, suspended. And he is trying desperately to you know um, how when you be in middle school and you try to get suspended fights. so you can sell your drugs yeah yeah, you know, yeah, everybody, yeah yeah i think everybody watching and listening to this can relate to that, that feeling yeah. yeah anyone who enjoys this podcast has 
lived that life. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's why they enjoy my uh, my Dragula jokes so much. Um, <laughs> this is a. I don't want to say that this is as annoying as Naaman gets in the show, but he is yeah. not a great Naaman episode. He does not. Uh, come I mean, off great. He doesn't come off great, but in terms of the character development, it is just like such a wonderful and sad and telling episode for him because like you see him he's on his corner and you see the difference between him and michael is that michael can spot a threat like five steps ahead and he looks across from where naaman's corner is and he's just like hey um are you gonna beef with those guys those grown-ups like, over there yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's like no what are you talking about no 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 you know they're they're uh, 50 yards over there. I'm over here. Free market capitalism. Yeah, I'm starting to think you don't understand how the drug game works, Mike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then you know, uh, we see that one of those guys is Sherrod, who another, you know, tragic character in the show. And, um, uh, and later on, you see Sherrod, you know, doing some drugs, not wanting a beef. And he gets into a fight with uh, with Naaman and Naaman's performance in that fight is so fucking good. And, and it's it's impressive to me to to be like, because, you know, the acting note is you're going to get beat up and you need to be like clearly a bitch. <laughs> like you need to be clearly not good and scared. Uh, and that's like, that's like not easy to do, I think for anybody, uh, let alone, um, a kid. Yeah. So, uh, I have a, a clip of, uh, of that very fight scene. I think she stay off that spot. Bitch, I'm talking to you! Man, fuck you! Fuck! Now she's gonna work Wait. for you, nigga! The way he just puts his oh, hand oh, over his oh, face oh, with oh, a shaking oh, hand. Y'all got to take this shit out in front of my door. Name it, go inside. Man, fuck you! Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I feel you, man. Ain't no beef here, though. All right? What the fuck happened to you? Ain't nothing. You need to see how the other nigga look. Who was that? Ain't nothing. I can handle that, fool. You ain't have to step two. Oh, shit, no. You had everything under control. Look at your face. Yeah, and he would have been on his ass if you ain't mixed in. I can't. I can't. Put a side of my Just the, the whole... That whole sequence is just so fucking good yeah. because you mm -hmm. just see, like, Naaman's only good at talking. He's only good at yelling at people and, and sounding scary. But he is a kid who's not built for these streets. Yep. And uh, I like how Cuddy came in here and he's like, guys, I got this. Tweaker's vision is based on movements. This yes, is, uh... he definitely <laughs> did get in there and he's being like, he, they, he will respect if I open my eyes as wide as his yeah. are. Wide. I'm going to put yeah. my palms up to distract him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It... I love Chad Coleman. He's always good oh, in yeah. this show. But this is, like, I mean, <laughs> the look on his face and the way he shakes his head when he sees like, just a couple of 13 year olds having a bad fight and he's like get this shit out of here like just on principle i cannot look at what you're doing right i now. love that too because yes. you know he's critiquing both of their fighting styles yeah going, like these kids need me so much yeah. <laughs> like not to just to get them off the street but just so you can learn how to look yeah like, just like that's what i was doing i was like, like you try gonna, that you're gonna like, get that headlock with no hooks in you can yeah. that's gonna work Ugh, this yeah. is dog shit 
Yes, I love just purely on a technical standpoint, he's disappointed in the whole scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, uh, you know, it's interesting because like, uh, I do love the character of Cuddy so much. And I, I feel like even though his arc is, he's only got a few scenes in this episode, the fact that one of them is saying, I'm sorry for fucking everyone's mom. Yeah. <laughs> just like... I I just uh, I love it so much. Just it's I have that scene, and there's just something about it where everyone's look is just like, yeah, mama. <laughs> I realized that some of these ladies is your relations. I ain't mean to disrespect y'all or have any feelings hurt. They all yeah. All y'all coming here to learn a sport and better yourselves. There ain't no need for me to get in the way of that. Hmm. I love it. They're just all. Did he fuck all their moms? Right. I was just, like they're all making the face that is basically like they are either thinking for the first time or acknowledging fully for the <laughs> yes. first time that yes. their adult friend had sex with their mom. Yeah. Some of them are, have the look on where it's like, okay, I accept your apology, and some of them are like, wait, there's like who relations? What? Like you did what? Oh. Now? Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck was my mom bringing all those casseroles over? <laughs> Holy fuck. Um, yeah, so uh, that was great. Um, and uh, Listen, I would have never fucked all you guys' moms if, you th- if I thought it was going to be a whole thing. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that you guys were going to be like all sad Especially about it. Especially you, Jeff. You got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different situation with your mom yeah. and with you, obviously. And Darnell, I wouldn't have done it so many times. <laughs> I feel bad that so I did it many. so many times. And, That's and, That was and, way out of character. In your for room. Me. I knew it was bad because I did it in your room. And just like on top of your G.I. Joe's and shit. <laughs> I can see you're upset. I use your Jurassic Park toys. <laughs> sex toys. So sorry. Make sure, make sure, make sure y'all wash those when you go home. <laughs> yeah. Robert, I'm sorry. Fuck your dad. <laughs> oh yeah, but good for him, man. He's he's a good guy. You know, he's just uh, he ain't no angel. What can you say? He ain't no angel. He's been away for a while. He's been away. What are you gonna do? He's gonna let a man. Fuck. Um, but yeah, Naaman is, um, it's funny because Naaman has a scene in which he, um, is trying to get out of school and trying to get suspended and he learns he can't and he just starts yelling, um, school's gotta have rules. And, uh, it's just one of those like really revealing moments for, I mean, for me where I just was just like, yeah, man, like he is someone who, um, I mean, maybe I'm reading too deep into this, but like, it's almost like a cry for help when you're just like, I need structure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, if you're telling me I can throw a chair and you're just going to allow me to fucking not be suspended, then, um, th- then I don't know what to do, which is why him, you know, like this is why he hates being someone who sells drugs on the street. Cause the next scene with him, he moves his corner because Sherrod, who's high as fuck and is like doing a weird headlock. Yeah, he just puts uh, him in a strange hug for 15 yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah, just he's like, like well, hugs I don't him real I, hard. I didn't like uh, that. It's a bulldog <laughs> choke, not very well. All but right. Yeah. Um, but he's <laughs> still like, that was, en- <laughs> that was enough to drive him away from that corner, you know? Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. So him like just being like, school's got to have rules. He's just like, very much to me, I was 
thinking he needs yeah. he needs some structure in his life. And also, like this uh, is again goes back to your point about him not being like sort of built. For, he doesn't have like I mean, maybe it's because he grew up in more material comfort than the other kids or whatever. They never really endeavor to answer it, which is fine. But he mm-hmm. does not deal with adversity. Like he doesn't push through stuff, which yeah, is like no. a way that kids can be. But it's yeah. like with all this stuff, like he thought he's like, I threw the chair. That means I get to go fucking hang out with Canard and get right, yelled yeah, at yeah, and yeah. try to sell heroin to people. <laughs> yeah. And then like as soon as that doesn't work, he's like, oh boy. And yeah. That was all I had. That was my yeah, only yeah. idea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because he's not. Yeah. He's his heart isn't in it. He doesn't have a motor, let's say. No. Yes. He's yeah. low motor. Yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah. And so and then he just has a great scene with um, Bunny where he just says, fuck you to him over and over again. And um it was in that scene where I was like, ah, he's not from Baltimore. Because <laughs> he just says, fuck you. And he doesn't go, fuck ye. Yeah. You. You know? Sherrod. He doesn't, doesn't sound like Sherrod. Yeah, yeah Sherrod gotten in... straight up from Baltimore. Fuck you. Fuck yeah, you. Get some sessions with Spider where you're just sort of going <laughs> back and forth and like up and at them. You know, but it's like really hard <laughs> yeah. to make your mouth Would do that. Would that it were so simple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But uh, moving on to, uh, let's see, I, we can either do what's going on with Kirketti or what happened with Kima. Both things very interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, Vince, Kima, what, what you... yeah, I mean, I don't know that there's a lot of meat on that bone, but it's... Uh, but they, it's, 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 it's a nice arc for her. Yeah, it's, yeah, also, it's sort it of the... Like, go ahead. It's the end. Uh, I, you know, I like when um, the whole plot line plays out and then we find out it was all just a stupid coincidence all along which was kind of nice yeah yeah i thought it was great because of the fact that uh you know and this is one of those like more heavy-handed more on the nose things but it's just like oh uh turns out that the state's witness was not um murdered for witnessing and yet carchetti basically was able to ride that fucking thing mm-hmm. into the uh into city it was hall the butterfly it was like the potato silencer effect yeah <laughs> right it was also and, kind of a nice little treat just on the merits in terms of it's something that the wire does not give away freely of like yes. you get to see some competence in action yes. you know like her yes. just basically piecing all of that together is doing like kind of rudimentary uh police worky stuff yeah, at least as i've stuff. come to understand it from like television shows i don't know what police actually do mostly i guess play candy crush on their yeah, phones if we're so. going by my experience here in new york but the <laughs> but it is nice to like i don't know it's like satisfying it's another one of those kind of it's not the scene where everybody says like fuck in a different way right. you know it's like a but it's like a quiet well-staged bit of police television yeah of some you know a competent police work is so hard to come by on this show specifically because it is a show about incompetence uh, and like this show is not about competence porn but it realizes that we still enjoy it so fit this tiny bit of competence porn Mm -hmm. inside like a larger point that this idiot got elected by completely mischaracterizing uh right but i appreciate that it's like if i have to like if it's just all this cynicism but then in the middle there's just like one mike and ike i'm like ooh, mike and ike you yeah, know like that's yeah. i like that yeah exactly uh and we find out uh who the actual killer was and uh i have a clip of that scene 
So we see her. She's looking at pictures. She's kind of doing the thing that, you know, McNulty was doing in the other scene, just touching bullet holes and being like, okay, the bullets came here. Mm -hmm. It was this length. She sees some broken bottles of, like, you know, uh, of alcohol. Okay, so people were drinking or maybe they were firing at them. She finds a bullet uh, embedded in, uh, you know, a dresser drawer. And then she looks down and she sees potatoes. (laughs) The Irish were here. (laughs) The Irish were here. It was, it was McNulty. (laughs) No, it was just some guy. Um, But... (laughs) The potatoes did make me think it would be very funny. (laughs) (laughs) It was McNulty the whole time. It was just like, I wanted to be in every episode. What the fuck did I do? Uh, But no, it's it's some guy. There's a potato next to a Bible with a bottle of empty whiskey. And a baby. And a baby. <laughs> it's a Danny Ainge card used as a bookmark in the Bible. <laughs> Where the fuck is there a Boston Celtics jersey? <laughs> Picking it up and looking around and like, yeah. one of these people Sign. likes Daniel Tice. <laughs> I think just because he's white. Is this a Dropkick Murphy's badge? <laughs> <laughs> a signed photo of... Jim O'Brien. Okay. Um, anyways, I don't know where we're at, but basically, like, Kima's cool, <laughs> and I'm happy for her for discovering that people were just uh, using potatoes as silencers. Um, and finally, Karketi. Um, he's gonna, you know, be the mayor. Good. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty much all I well, got. Well, Royce was just like, ah, remember when I did that really mean thing to you? Yeah, ah. Remember when I tried to ruin your reputation? And yeah. he's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, it was uh, one of those scenes that's kind of like pedantic mode wire, and yet at the same time, like, well done enough, like all the performers are good enough that I was like, I fucking get it, guys. But I did enjoy yeah. watching it all the yeah. same. Everybody yeah. in like a literal dark wood room going back and forth being like, <laughs> you know, it's all a game to us. Yeah, yeah. It's all a big game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all for fun anyways. I'm just glad the job's over. Yep. And the other one who's just like, uh, going home to my kid just makes for a fine life. That's just a fine life. Those were some tough Jews. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the, the only point of note for the Karketi uh, arc is that at one point Karketi goes on a ride-along where he's just like, you know what? I'm going to need to know what the troops know, you know? And that, like, I need to know what the the vibe is on the ground. And I got to learn from them. And he just kind of learns that it's like, um, never check in on the cops, like, politics. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not going to go good. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see what the troops see, right? Fine. I love the idea of a mayor who knows what we're up against. Soon after. City's going to ship. What do you guys suggest they do first? An airstrike. White phosphorus. Drop that shit on everything between here and North Avenue. (laughs) Seriously. Good one. I haven't heard that shit before. We never (laughs) talk like that. Yeah. That is just like... the, uh, the. Oh, man. 
he's coming in there for like a political angle on how he can get rid of Burrell. <laughs> it's like he's got to work on, uh, you know, because he's a white mayor. He can't fire a black police commissioner. And these guys are like, have you ever considered war crimes against the blacks? Yeah. <laughs> like, these people oh. are like animals. They live like animals. It's like, oh, yeah. that's yeah. really that's very insightful. That's like, yeah, probably... thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely um, one of those things you're always surprised to hear a cop say. Yeah, right. But there's some just... there's some funny stuff because of how awful all the other cops are. When Carcetti sees Daniels in the CompStat mm. meeting and then later on a crime scene, he is looking at him like in a so cartoon horny. when like it's two guys on a deserted island and one of them turns into a ham like that is like a hundred percent like he's just who is this like tall drink of water with like perfect posture yeah because yeah. he sees him and he's he's like he sounds like a cop on tv right like yes. that's that's what's attracting him to her it's like, listen oh, to how can... articulate he is he's so yeah, articulate wow. Oh, I'm, I'm kick gonna, him out of a Comstad meeting, and then everybody else is oh. like John Doman or Burrell, who are just like, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. The, uh, like so we caught five people uh, masturbating on the streets, <laughs> and um, I don't know. I'm gonna let him. It's like if, yeah. you could, if you could make grimace cynical, that's what all the other cops in that meeting look like, <laughs> and then one of them is literally Lance Reddick. Yes, and one of them is just a. Uh, a god fucking adonis um r.i.p but yeah r.i.p yeah um but yeah it was great um and then uh finally bubbles bubbles has uh a rough go uh he's been having a rough go this whole season but this time he gets double this robbed. episode also feels like the most evidence for my thesis that bubbles is kind of gay yeah, I was thinking that too a little bit, but like I think, like he doesn't fully see Sherrod like as a son. He sees him as like some sort of, some sort of beefy protege. Like it's a very Omar always, Omar's he, boyfriend situation. He does. He always is rolling with a young boy. Yeah, and it's like it's like first it was him and Johnny, and uh, and this one it's him and Sherrod. I don't actually think it's uh, a gay thing. Um, necessarily, but it's definitely like, it's a theory. It's a yeah. theory. And I'm, I'm not entirely, I don't necessarily think you're wrong, but I do see his relationship with these kids is like, you know, both times it's a mentor mentee relationship where he's like, he's always needs someone he, that he's trying to school. And I think that's a much, uh, more like complex and deeper thing than just, you know, it's it's more than dick deep, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, well said. Can't right only the end, really. really. Could be both. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said something beautiful, and then I was like, "Say dick." <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, him getting robbed by Officer Walker, who is of course now wearing the ring, <laughs> yeah. old face Andre's ring, which went from old face to uh, Marlo to Omar, and now to Officer Walker. Uh, and then he robs him. And he's like, hey, this is a copyright infringement. <laughs> Which, I mean, you wouldn't download a car. That's, that's a good point. <laughs> um, and yeah, and... Uh, I mean, that, they're showing you why the mafia exists right there. Because yeah. people that are doing petty crimes, sometimes they can't go to the cops without getting well, Without getting jacked yeah. for all of your bootleg DVDs. Yeah. And these are the good episode. kind that Chinese people make. Yeah, you don't see people walking around in them. Which, mm -hmm. if you do remember, uh, if you've ever seen any of those bootlegs, those are that's a bad type of bootleg, for sure. Yeah. 
Those are the OG bootlegs. Those are I like always... if you could download a car, like that's like what yeah, would... <laughs> that's the kind of car you'd get. Yeah, <laughs> like if you could three D print a car, basically. Yeah. Is yeah. My favorite was because uh, there was a time that was like right in between. It was actually around this exact time, which it was um, before people were just ripping anything streaming, um, uh, or you know, uh, yeah, it was before that, and but people were still uploading taped video i i watched this is how i watched eight mile was uh because it, it wasn't just me though it was great because i was like someone taped it but they taped it in a really rowdy theater <laughs> yep so i was like i feel like we're all enjoying this yeah you know? i feel like it was there. like it's it like listening like, to a live album <laughs> yes exactly it was like listening to a live it was like it was like when disney plus put hamilton on <laughs> You know, I was like, this is great. I get to watch it with all these other people. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's that's the episode. Um, favorite scene, least favorite scene or something that I missed, Vince? I mean, we talked about it, but I love... Uh, well, my two favorites were fuck this cheese face bitch and just Herc harping on the kid. Yeah. Saying, sure. you got, you're going to tell me. You, you know something. You're going to tell me. Yeah. Randy Say being... you were there! Yeah. yeah, Randy being by far the most competent person in that room with those yeah. guys. Like, I mean, Sidner, you can't even tell if he's a good cop or not. He guy just wants to go home. But yes. him like being in complete command and Herc losing his shit. Uh, I'm sorry also to the Popeyes Corporation for misidentifying mm-hmm. their box. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that yeah. is a bad miss on my it's part. A it's, faux not, pas. it's not a Bojangles yeah. box. It's a Popeyes box. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, that was an extremely satisfying scene. I mean, also just like as these little like standalone treats of entertaining comedy in the middle of something that otherwise is making you feel a little sad, uh, <laughs> nicely Sopranos in that, in that, uh, vein as well. I agree. I, I think in, uh, I agree with that, but I apply it to another scene, which was the poly polygraph scene. Oh yeah. Um, which I just enjoyed because, uh, He's supposed to say yes to every question. <laughs> and then he's asked, uh, you know, are you from Baltimore? Yeah. And he's like, are you, are you a woman? And he's like, what the fuck's wrong? Oh, I'm sorry. And he goes, yeah, I'm a bitch. <laughs> Which, <mwah. laughs> yep. like, oh, sorry, that is the... That is like the scientific term for a woman. <laughs> it's also a lot. Yeah. If you're a Maurice Levy head, there's a lot of he doesn't get a lot oh, to do, but yeah. he really levies it up in this episode. Yes, there's a lot does. of like, yeah, my yeah, yeah. He's just shaking his head back and forth, yeah. the idle diddling. He's just like, <laughs> the idle diddling uh, beat the band. Yeah. Uh, he's wonderful. Um, and yeah, if I had to give this episode a letter grade, I think I'd give it a B plus. Vince, what would you give this episode? Yeah, tough. Uh, like I said, very enjoyable episode. One of the best episodes ever, probably. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it a solid B plus. Oh wow! Okay, Fault surprise that logic, there. I dare you? Um, yeah. David, I I, what would you give this episode? Yeah. I don't know if I loved it as much as Vince in terms of it being, I don't say best ever, but it's like a a real rock solid wire episode. Like a to me, like an absolute bullseye B plus wire episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so it's a solid B plus episode of mm-hmm, the wire, the board. and a solid A plus 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 episode no. of Pod Yourself the Wire. David J Roth <laughs> from the Distractables. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? You can find me at defect 
I should come up with a fake version of Defector here, but I really want people to read Defector. It's really important okay, to me. Okay. That is Defector.com. Yeah. yeah, the Defectables. Uh, we are, <laughs> we sell, um, like, I guess, like, off desserts, desserts like factory seconds. Mm. Uh, so things that were fucked up, uh, Choco Dial uh, that's inside out or something like that, you can Yum. get at Defectables.com. <laughs> um <laughs> com is the website i'm not on twitter anymore i mean i still have my account but i don't post there uh mm. i'm i guess i don't know on blue sky if anybody's on there or if you want to be on there i don't know if that's something that's yeah. interesting to you but it's the same yeah. handle um and that is that oh and the hallmark podcast the christmas town thing we haven't done one in a while but we will do it Hell yeah. Check that out. David, always a fucking pleasure to have hey, you on. We back love at you ya. so much. Thanks you for know having what? me. Of course. And, um, you know, we'll see you in the final season, season five, where we, I've, I've always wanted to know what you think of it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're going to find out. I hated it. So I'm looking forward to watching it again um, and figuring out if I don't, uh, if maybe I was wrong. Maybe Vince is right because he yeah. booed yeah. what I said. I'm yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. That's what I think of that. All right. <laughs> David J. Roth, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Wires. Patreon.com slash broadcast. The, the $8 tier gets you a shout out. Vince, we have four names this oh, week. Boy. Yeah, very exciting times. You're going to give them a street name, and I am very excited to hear them because I know you've got your thinking cap on. You're somewhere else. I think you fell on the ground and you passed out. I think you might be fine, but I don't know, dog. What's plug happening? I had to plug a thing in, but it's good. Oh, We're okay. good. I just want to make sure you didn't, like, die. No, not. The first name is Ricky Sanchez. Oh, Ricky Sanchez. Tricky Ricky. Tricky Dick. We call this guy Nixon. I love it. There we go. Next is Sam Faff. Pafaff. Pafaff. Faff. We call this call this guy the Polak because he's all consonants. Just I love it. It's pretty good. I like it. Uh, next is LK. L as in E-L-L-E, K as in K-A-Y. K, like Mary Kay, like cosmetics. Like she's going to start a multi-level marketing scheme. Call Cleopatra because, yeah, no, pyramids are from Egypt. That's right. You guys get it. Listen, I don't have to explain myself to you. And finally, final shout out, Glenn Ireland. Glenn Ireland from the band The Irish Misfits. <laughs> the Irish Misfits. No, the, 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 oh, oh Glenn, the I get it. Yeah. Glenn Danzig. Glenn yeah. Ireland. Oh, I've got something to say. I <laughs> raped your mother today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, damn. I'm like, that's. Now my head is spinning trying to come up with a Irish misfit. Should have fucking mm-hmm. let you do it on your own now. <laughs> We're stuck here till you can think of it. Oh, jeez. What? Oh, man. What do you Just, do with that? Matt, help me out here. You Glenn got- Ireland. Uh, he's uh, like Glenn Danzig. We're calling this guy. Um, uh, fucking. Yeah, you're right. How do you do it with. The, what's an Irish thing? Um, oh. Sam, hey, uh, Sam, 
Sam Hain Irish? I feel like it might be. Um, uh, Return of the Snake. I don't know, man. Fucking you got it. This is why it's your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you fucked me up with putting, like, giving me the world's hardest mashup. No, I know. I were calling this guy, um, call him, like, you know, the Irish Dago or something. Mmm. <laughs> I'll uh, call him the Pope. Yeah, we'll call this guy the Pope. He the Pope. Hey, All right, pope. that it. <laughs> That's your shout out for this week. You got a street name and then also a lot of conversation about you, Glenn. So that should be worth the $8. And you can get one of those things, too, if you go to patreon.com slash cash and then join the $8 tier. Broadcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is a Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All righty, everyone. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time... If you come at the king, you best not miss. Um, the wire, 407, unto others.
No snitching anytime, bitch. No snitching anytime, bitch. No snitching, no. No snitching. Is this uh, Manu Chow? What is, what is that guy? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's Manu Chow. <laughs> no snitching anytime, puta. <laughs> Chupa mi huevos y my. Hey! What's up? <laughs> okay, I'm just, just singing Sounds a song. Like something, something normal is probably happening. <laughs> something normal. <laughs> you know. Uh, we don't like um, silence, so usually a song happens. <laughs> a song about eating butt or whatever. Eating I don't butt. know what you were singing about. No, it's about right. I was eating <laughs> balls in Spanish. Okay. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.